I want you to turn with me to Luke's Gospel, chapter 19, please. The Gospel according to Luke and the 19th chapter. And while I'm not preaching on this man this morning altogether, we are using these verses and we will close up by looking at Zacchaeus, uh, chapter 19 of Luke's Gospel. Very familiar scriptures to many, especially children too. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. Let me just stop a wee moment there to say something. You know, every parent have great hopes and expectations for their children. And I'm sure that the mother and father of Zacchaeus had great hopes and expectations for him because I believe he was brought up in a godly home because the name they give him, and names were very important, was the name of pure or purity. Now, sometimes our children can turn out not the way that we expect them to be. This man was well-educated. He had an accountant mind. He rose to be commissioner of the taxes, but he was an ungodly, non-scrupulous, an extortioner. And he got away from his godly parents, I believe, in the name that they had given to him. We read then in verse 3, and this is the lovely thing about it, and he sought to see Jesus. No matter who you are this morning or far down the road you go, the Lord is there. Sought to see Jesus who he was and could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, and this is the verse we're emphasizing this morning, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they all murmured, saying, that he was gone to be a guest with a man that was a sinner, that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods. And that would have been a great amount. I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. 
And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house, for as much as he also is a son of Abram, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And we know the Lord will bless to us the reading of his own precious truth. The story is told of a three-year-old boy who at four o'clock in the morning was running down the stairs behind his father who was cradling a baby in his arms. They were fleeing from a smoke-filled house awakened by the fire alarm. Halfway down the stairs, the wee boy turned back, ran back up into his room to get his teddy bear. And the rest of the family just made it out through the door and no more. The father ran round to the window of the boy's house and he told, shouted to him to open the window and he opened the window. And he said, jump, John, jump. And the wee fella shouted back, I can't, for I can't see you. I can't see you. No, he says, you can't, but I can see you. Jump. I can see you, John. Jump. I wonder this morning, are there those here and those listening to me? And right now, there's a haze and a smoke and a darkness over your spiritual life. Your spiritual lenses and bifocals are misted up and you would feel very much like Job of old saying, oh, that I knew where I might find him for if I turn to the right, he is not there. To the left, he is not there. Oh, where is he? I'm sure if you're honest this morning, Often along the Christian path where we get there. You may feel helpless, you may feel hopeless, you may feel separated, like this wee fella. But there's one certain thing, my friend, this. There's one certain thing that the heaven, our Heavenly Father loves us, cares for us, sees us, and hears us. And he's saying to you this morning, that's maybe bewildered. Wherever you may be this morning, where there's that cloud and that mist of things you can't understand in your life, he's saying to you this morning, just jump into my arms for underneath and round about are the everlasting arms. Jump, not to the end of a rope, not into the lagging, or the urn, but into the arms by faith. That's all the wee fella needed was faith in his father. Jump, John. And all you need this morning is that faith to jump out of the position that has gripped you and held you and you can't understand and jump into his arms by faith because he sees you this morning. And he hears you this morning. 
And whether you see him or not doesn't matter. Because the Christian walk is a walk of faith. It's not a walk by sight. By grace are you saved through faith. That day and hour you got saved, you saw nothing. But by faith, the size of a mustard seed, you cried unto God and the great transaction happened in your life. And I say to you this morning, leave, and this is the title from my message for those at the back this morning, leave your teddy bears behind. Do you hear that? Leave the teddy bears behind and step by faith into the presence of the living and the eternal God. Don't worry if you can't see. But hear his word this morning. Hear him speaking to you this morning. I want to apply this first of all. This text indeed where the Lord Jesus came round and looked up and told Zacchaeus to come down. Mind you, behind Zacchaeus was Jericho and it was a cursed city and God had cursed it. And he told him, come down, Zacchaeus. And I want to apply this first of all this morning to some of you who are here or some of you who are listening to me who are not yet saved. Now be honest this morning. Don't be telling me that I, I don't know whether I'm saved or not, for that's a nonsense. Salvation is walking from darkness into light. Salvation is from death to life, and you know when you're in darkness, you know when you're in light, and you know where there's death, and you know where there's light. So be honest this morning before God. What's keeping you back? Can we not see this great illustration this morning that God has laid on my heart? Can you not smell the smoke, sinner? Can you not hear the flames, sinner? Can you not hear the voice of God again to your soul? Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Can you not hear the speaking voice of a loving father with his arms outstretched here? Sinner, come. Come. Today. I must abide in, in thy house. I say to you, whatever keeps you back this morning, what is your teddy bear that's holding you back from coming into the Father's arms and into safety and into eternal life? And I can hear somebody say, oh, but I can't see it. Oh, but I can't see it. Well, if you wait till you see it, you'll be damned. You'll never see it. You'll never understand it. I don't understand it. I, I don't see it. My friend, if you try to analyze and work out God, it'll put you away in your mind. It's by simple faith in the word of the living God. I don't feel it and, and I don't understand it. 
or I'm afraid. Well, that's a good job if you're afraid. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Are you afraid? This? I'm afraid. I, I'm afraid. I wouldn't be able to keep it if I come. Well, look, you'll not keep it for a minute. You're kept by the power of God. Oh, 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 oh I'm afraid. Well, well, might we be afraid? Oh, if only you could get the fear of God sinner into you this morning that there's a burning hell behind you and there's no way out. And you can clutch your teddy bears as long as you like and hold them to your breast as long as you like and have them at night and have them in the morning, but there's no way out. Only come. Can you not hear the shaking? Can you not hear the flames? Can you not hear the rafters? Are you blinded and doomed and damned so much and you've heard so much gospel and you're still in your sin this morning? Well, I say to you, this is your opportunity now to jump. Oh, I'm afraid. I'll tell you, if we were afraid of the pit as much as the plague... There's a greater plague across our land this morning and it's the plague of sin and suicide and cancers and evils. There's not shutting down many places because of that. Oh, if we were afraid this morning of our soul we wash our hands, surely wash your hands. But he that, is pure, he that has clean hands and a pure heart, he has not lifted up his soul unto vanity and has sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing of the Lord. Oh, get your soul right. Old body's going to go anyway soon. Get your soul. Listen to Isaiah 14. Hell from beneath moves for thee to meet thee at thy coming. Friend, listen, two of the greatest powers in the universe are bidden for your soul this morning. The Heavenly Father wants to save you and the devil wants to damn you. There's a fire behind you and there's a Father in front of you. And all you have to do is come. And I trust that you will come this morning. Now, those of you who profess to be saved this morning, if some of you it's time you let your teddy bears go too. It's time for you to fall by faith completely into his arms and trust him. What are you clutching this morning, believer? What, is he, what are you drawing in close to your breast this morning that keeps you away from the table and the, and the prayer meetings and the, and the joy of the Lord? Well, there's one thing about Zacchaeus, as soon as he saw it, he came joyfully. Hmm? Like we, John, once you had the Father be the hand, and the Father had you be the hand. And he was walking your way out into blessings. And you pulled your hand back. 
Bana yaşayıp olacağın bak. Som teddy bearin olu ye saw in your Ranford. Natasha in the state you're in this morning. You did run well, what did hinder you? Some man, some woman, some relationship, some sport, some hobby. What hinders you, my friend, this morning from enjoying and going on and going through and being filled with the Spirit and enjoying every minute of God's great salvation? There's not a morbid thing to be said, let me tell you. It's the greatest thing on this earth to love and to know the Lord. I say to you this morning, let it go. Can you not hear his voice? He's saying to you, I'm still here. There's still time. You just come back. Doesn't matter how far gone you are. Doesn't matter what you've done. That's not in it. This man's case was one of the worst cases you'd ever get. And God loved him. Wouldn't it be an awful thing, believer? Listen. Wouldn't it be an awful thing to go to the judgment seat of Christ with a wasted life, an unwrapped gift, and a barren soul? An unwrapped gift. You see, every man and woman, the moment God saved them, and before it, give them a gift. And some of you don't even know what God has saved you for and what your gift is. You've never unwrapped it. And as a result, you've a wasted life and a barren soul. Oh, it's not easy preaching like this, but I'm saying to you this morning, what is your teddy bears? I suggest to you that there are three ways that we can react to this message this morning. The first way is this. We can hear his voice, the voice of the Father calling to his child, but we'll not move. And we'll make some excuse to cling to some teddy bear or another. And it will be said of us as it was said of Ephraim to old. Ephraim has joined himself to idols. Let him alone. The second reaction could be this. That you'll make some move or some sort of move and you'll come part of the way, but you'll not trust him fully. You'll bring some of your teddy bears with you. Well, you can't do that. That'll not work. It's all to Jesus or nothing. Complete and utter surrender into the arms of the Father and nothing. Only God, for God will not bless you. God will not bless two gods. Or thirdly, flee immediately into the arms like Zacchaeus, lock, stock, and barrel. 
surrender all, abandon all, and say, I'm coming, Lord, whatever it costs this morning to go through with God. I can't make it any simpler than that. So you're going to have to think, which is it going to be? You're going to just stay the way you are? You want to be the way you are? Do you want to to give them all just a wee bit, as many of you are doing? Or are you going to give them all? Now, I haven't far to go to get the first illustration in the Scriptures, Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve sinned and transgressed against God in the light of God's grace and mercy and love and they fled behind the trees of the garden. And they hid themselves naked. I tell you, some smoke and fog descended that day and has descended upon the world since. And God came down in the cool of the day, in the evening time. You see, he gives them time. God's gracious. He didn't come to the evening time. He gives them time to repent and to turn. And he came down into the garden at the cool of the day and he called who? Adam. Where art thou? Now he went for Adam first because Adam was the head. And Father, this morning, God has something to say to you about your family and your children from this verse. And he's addressing you this morning. You're the head of the house. And you have responsibilities. And if you're not man enough to take those responsibilities, then you lose the blessing and lose maybe your family. Do you hear me now? Don't be trying to blame Eve. Don't be trying to blame anybody else, just yourself. Father, where are you? Where are you this morning as an example as a role model for your children. Adam! Adam! Where art thou? I heard thy voice, but I was afraid. I heard thy voice, but I was afraid. That you this morning? I've heard his voice loud and clear. You say to me many a time, gospel tracks, gospel meetings, radio programs, mother from father, from sons and from daughters. I've heard his voice, but I'm afraid. And you'll not come out. You'd rather juke and run and hide. So many of God's people, old Tinny used to say, old preacher in America used to say, saved, sanctified, and petrified. A lot of God's people petrified today, you know. I pray to God that someone would be petrified about the way they live. 
petrified about the way they treat the income tax and the farm account books. Oh, now you can't break the law. I'm breaking it every day. You petrified this morning. Well, listen, if you're a child of God, you have no need to be petrified of anything. Fear not, I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, and thou art mine. Not a shaft can hit to the God of love cease fit. The eternal God is our refuge. The eternal God has his arms out this morning. The eternal God, if he's anything, he's God. He's God the Father. He's omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. He sees, he knows, he cares, he loves. And you'll not go a minute before your time. You'll not die with COVID if you're to die with cancer. If you know anything about the Word of God, that's truth. Well, I'm not saying that you don't take precaution. Of course you do. You go down the road and you take precautions. Or you'll die. But there's a God in heaven. There's an eternal God in heaven who has his hand upon us. He says, I'm afraid. Come on out, Adam. Come on out. Come on out to God. God wants to save you. He wants to cleanse you. He wants to clothe you. He wants to bless you. Come now. Not too late. Then we go over to Genesis 19 and we have another illustration of this. We get a woman there who not only heard the voice of God calling her, but an angel from heaven came down in the form of a man and took her by the hand. Would you believe that? and her husband by the hand, and her girls by the hand, Mrs. Lot. God took her by the hand, just the father taking the wee boy and the wee one in his arms, down, down the stairs by the hand, taking them out to safety. Imagine God. Escape for thy life. For this place is going to be destroyed. Fire and brimstone is going to fall and run, escape, man. Woman, get out. And God came down, took them by the hand. And they were out through the city. And God had a place provided from the city of Zor. And he says, the sun is shining over Zor. There was a new day waiting for them in Zor. And the gates were open. And all they had to do was march into safety. And Mrs. Lot pulled her hand back, looked back and perished. She turned into a pillar of salt. You know that. Now, hold on. Hold on. If it was fear stopped Adam and Eve, I'll say this to you, it was filth that stopped Mrs. Lot. That made her turn. Because she looked back that word as she gazed back, there was something with a power that was pulling her back. Even her husband and her girls were with her. And if ever girls needed a mother, they needed a mother that day. And if ever a husband needed a wife, needed a wife that day. So there was something awesome that pulled her back. But I'll tell you, 
what pulled her back. There wasn't ten righteous men to be found in the city of Sodom. It was full of sodomy, homosexuality, transgenderism, and lesbian. That's why God destroyed it. Don't argue with me, argue with the Bible. There wasn't ten righteous men to be found in it. And it was saturated with evil. It wasn't safe to be on the streets at night. Men were raping men on the streets at night. That's what it tells us. They had to get inside the doors. They couldn't go out. There was a curfew. I wonder what she was involved in. Well, she was the mayor's wife. Lot was the mayor. How we get into that position, I don't know. He was the mayor. I wonder what she was involved in. But whatever it was, it had a pull on her. Let me tell you this. You young men that's fiddling and footing with pornography, let me tell you, it'll have a grip on you that you'll never shake. Because there's images comes up on these phones and all around us in this day and they're dwelling in the mind. It's very hard. You'll never pray after watching them. You'll need the blood and you'll need repentance and you'll need to lie before God because I'll tell you it'll take your family and it'll take your children and it'll take you because whatever power there was here it drew her back she perished oh no she didn't come down. She didn't come out. God knows what you're involved in this morning. I don't know. There's a power of devilish lust at loose amongst our young people and older people in our land. And that's why we are praying here at night. They're projecting now that there's going to be 40 suicides from now on in Northern Ireland a week. There's a power at loose, a demonic power in these last days, my friend, that will not be stemmed with a wee minute prayer. It'll be intercessory, supplicatory prayer and weeping that we're hearing here at night's. And, and we'll still hear it. We'll still hear it. Oh no, time does not permit me to speak about others who were almost out and went back. Think of Orpha. Think of Felix. Secondly, and quickly, those who come... There are those who came out and came down and obeyed, but not fully. They wanted a bit of both. Well, you can't have a bit of both. You can't serve God and mammon. There's no such thing as partial surrender to God. God is a jealous God. He wants all or he wants nothing. 
And if you want to live in your sin, live in your sin. But let God alone. You have this beautifully illustrated in the life of Abraham. It says, Abraham, God called Abraham, Isaiah says, alone. That's he and Sarah. When it says alone, it means the wife because there were two, one. And he called them out of Ur of the Chaldees, which means flame, and he called them out of Chaldea, which means destruction. And listen to what it says in Genesis 14 and 15. He called them out of the country, out of the kindred, and out of his father's house. Three things. A clean break from all three. But the scripture tells us that he brought his father Terah with him and Lot his brother's son and all the substance that they had. He's coming partially out only. And you know the trouble that that cost You know the trouble that Lot caused. And it says that they came to Haran. Haran speaks of barrenness. It speaks of drought. And Terah, Abram's father's name, means delay. And for 15 years, until he died, the father died, until the old man died, for 15 years they dwelt at Haran. Dry, drought, in the delay. Someone had to die before he got out to the victory. It was the same with Isaiah. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Once Uzziah was out of the way then, the victory come, he saw the Lord. Tell me, what is to die in your life? Mm-hmm. What have you today to be dead in your life and buried in your life this morning before you can rise into joy and victory and power? And we could go on, time doesn't permit to speak of Saul, who had partly obeyed, and the rich young ruler who partly obeyed. My friend, God wants complete and utter obedience to his word and to his will, and he needs you to get down and say, Lord, whatever it means, whatever it costs, whatever, whatever price it is, whatever family, whatever business, whatever I have to give, that's where the case was. He gave half back. I want you more than anything else. I want you more than all the teddy bears in the world. I want you more than all the cars and all the houses and all the lands in the world. I don't want a wee bit of both. I want everything. We sing, He is my everything. He is my all. Jesus, by thy cross cross have taken destitute, despised, forsaken, all to leave and follow thee. There's a complete and utter surrender at the feet of God, and once you get it, you'll get the victory and you'll get the joy in your life. And that brings me to the third one, and I'm almost finished. And thank God there's men and women in this assembly and men and women scattered all through Northern Ireland this morning who have given them it all who has come down lock, stock, and barn and left all behind him and fallen into his arms and says, Lord, whatever you want to do, whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go. 
That's what Zacchaeus was. Tell you it wasn't the smoke and the clouds was keeping Zacchaeus back, it was the crowds. But the Lord saw him. The Lord saw him, and the Lord knew him, and the Lord loved him, and the Lord called him. And he's doing that with you and me this morning. He loves you. He's calling you. He's saying for you to come down this morning. I have something greater. I have something better for you. Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. Today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. Zacchaeus was away past what the people thought. They hated him. The Jews hated him because he was working for the Romans. They hated him because he, had, he was an extortioner. They, they, these boys used to stop the poor peasants going to the market with, with goods to sell, to get food for the children, and they used to tax them on the spot. And if they couldn't pay the taxes, they used to confiscate all and let them starve. This boy was the head of it. God in his mercy and his grace came to him and said, For as much as thou art the son of Abraham, Abraham was the father of the faithful. From A to Z. From Abraham to Zacchaeus. And that includes you're in there somewhere this morning. He sees you. He knows you. He cares for you. He wants to save you. He wants to bless you. He wants to restore you. Whoever you are this morning. He says, I must abide in thy house. This is the last opportunity that Zacchaeus got for it was the last time the Lord passed through Jericho and it was, I say, the cursed city. Today, I'm pushing this in now as a close. I'll be closing in a minute. Today, if you will hear his voice, don't worry about seeing him. Don't worry to try to work it out. Don't be trying to work it out. Today, if you will hear his voice, must be today. I'll tell you why it must be today. Time tells us it must be today. It's dark. It's late. The coming of the Lord draweth nigh. Has to be today, my friend. What else tells us that it has to be today? Your very heartbeat tells you this today. I got off this pulpit on the last Sunday in January 2012, walking up the lane, I got the chest pains. Didn't know what way it was going to go. How do you know you'll not have them before night? Oh, it's today because the time says it's today and the heartbeat says it's today. Heaven says it's today. Hell says it's today. The Trinity says it's today. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Cancer says it's today. COVID says it's today. There's no time. You must be saved. And boy, this boy received him. He come down and he received him joyfully. And the Lord says, I'm going to your house. The Lord didn't care what the public, what the Pharisees thought about him. He says, I'm going to your house. 
And then this man came in with this mighty, 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 mighty confession. He says, Lo, ho, he says, and if you read that right, it's not if I have wronged anybody. It, it means in the Greek, I have wronged people. I have done it. It's already I have done it. So I'm going to give half of what I owe to the poor. Half of what I owe. That's how you know when God has his man, when he hits the pocket. Oh, we can pray and we can thank God for everything else, but when he hits the pocket. When he hits the tithing. That's it. And there's not one bit use in you praying for revival, my dear friend. If you're not tithing the tenths and you're blessing the offering after that unto the Lord, because he says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse and prove me now that I'll not pour out a blessing. If you've only given the Lord a wee pittance, you're only playing games with him, you'll not be blessed. This is real. God, come to the man's house in the midst of all this, this man who nobody would have anything to do with, a sinner like me and like you. Why should we not give him our all this morning? Should we hold anything back from the eternal God this morning? He that was rich, yet for our sakes became poor, that through his poverty we might be made rich, who gave us everything for us, everything for me. He died for me. He went on to a tree for me. That old rugged cross, stripped naked and crowned with thorns and spat upon the Lord of glory, dying for a wretch like me, dying for a sinner like me, dying for a fool like Zacchaeus, dying for a man that was brought up in a godly home, dying. Died he for me who caused his pain, for me who him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? You say, I'm only giving you a wee bit. Well, no wee bits with God. It's a complete and utter and full surrender. Go home and get down on your bedside and give them all. And give back that which you should give back. You don't owe it. You don't own it. Maybe came, came through ill, begotten gain. Give it back. And God sees it and knows it. Oh, my friend, this is serious business this morning. Come down, Johnny. Come down. But I can't see you. No, no, but I can see you. And I can hear you. So a good job he jumped. Will you jump? May God help us this morning. Let us pray. Father, Lord, take what has been from thyself this morning and cast everything else away, Lord, no matter how much it was. All we want, Lord, is what you're saying, not what men are saying. All we want, Lord, is to be real before you this morning. All we want, Lord, is not to be hypocrites any longer. 
We want, dear Lord, a life like thine, love divine. We want thee, Lord, in this awful hour. We want thee. Amen.